This episode of the Mystic Access Podcast is brought to you by Blind Alive. To check out the products, services, and described audio workouts provided by Blind Alive, please visit them at www.blindalive.com. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some exciting things to share with you. Kim has three new cases that she's going to talk about and describe. We have a couple of Windows navigation tips and much more. So definitely stay tuned. We have a good show for you guys planned today, and we're excited to share it with you. This was a show that we were going to try and record yesterday, but we ran into technical difficulties. Kim wanted to do an unboxing, and it didn't work out too well. So <laughs> That wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so we scrapped that idea. She can just describe the cases, and we can go from there. Yeah, the unboxing, because of what one has to do to get everything into the case and just the way things were working out, it just was not a good night to podcast on so many levels. Sometimes other podcasters may have had these experiences as well where some nights you just everything begins falling apart and you just know you probably shouldn't podcast and you try it anyway and then just everything just goes south quickly. Well, that was us last night. And no, we do not have a recording of it. We do not. We are, we do not, and we're not going to share it. And last night was the anniversary, the 47th anniversary of the Manson murders, for any of you who keep up with that sort of lovely thing. So RIP to those victims, and I'll blame Charlie. So that's all I'm saying about that. On with the cases. <laughs> and with, with Charlie out of the way, please, we're moving on to the cases now. And the cases that I want to discuss with you are all cases from Executive Products, Inc., they have been making quality constructed cases for a very long time. I have happened to own two of them in the past, but have not actually purchased from the company before. One was one that Chris sent me for my first-gen stream. I was very happy with it. My first-gen stream was given a new home to a lovely person, and she now has adopted case and stream for me and has had it for a while now, and I hope she is still very much enjoying it. I really liked that case. It was very well made, very well constructed, and was a really nice home for my first-gen stream while I had it. The other case I have was a first-generation Brilliant 40 case <laughs> that was sent to me with a Brilliant that I purchased from Roger Bem. It's another really high-quality case and just well-constructed, very nice on the inside, soft, padded, just really nice. So for a while, I've been considering getting some cases from EPI and have finally gotten around to it, particularly because the new Braille Note Touch case was just released, and I'm one of the first to get my case. I'm quite happy overall with what I have, and I wanted to share my experience with you guys. I placed my order, I think, on a Thursday and received everything yesterday, which was a Monday. So it may have been Wednesday night, actually, as I think about it when I placed my order. I'd have to go back and tell you for sure. Shipping happened very quickly, and once shipping happened, I got mine two-day priority, which is, I think, called zone rate shipping, if you're going on the site and you're looking for it. It's the cheapest option available. That's two-day priority, at least here in the States. 
So it came two days from California to North Carolina. So I was real happy with that. And it came in a sturdy cardboard box. Upon opening my cardboard box, there were some of those lovely puff pillows that you get from Amazon <laughs> and other places. Those puffy plastic things, and they're filled up with air, and they protect your items and keep them nice and secure and padded while in transit to you. So there are a couple of those in the case. That made me feel good as well, because everything was just nicely padded and protected as it came on its way to me. I have three cases here, one for my second gen stream, one for my BookSense standard, which also fits the BookSense XT, and one for my Braille Note Touch from Humanware. The BookSense and Stream 2 cases were both double bagged. That was really nice in plastic sealed little things that you have to unwrap and take off. So that was very nice. The cardboard box that I received everything in was very sturdy very well taped up, so the packaging was really great. There was an invoice, or at least what I assume is an invoice, a packing slip included as well. I haven't actually scanned that yet, but that's uh, what I would assume that to be. My cases were obviously all inside. Those two were double bagged, and the touch case was in a single plastic bag that one unsealed. You can't reuse those, or at least I don't know how one would reuse those. It's just nice plastic coating to protect your leather cases. And these are all made out of Nappa leather, so they're very nice. It's like a purse for your assistive technology devices, ladies. It's very nice. Everything's very high quality. That was my experience upon opening everything, taking everything out of the box. Upon unwrapping my cases, I was able to find the shoulder straps for the three cases. The shoulder straps were not actually on the cases when I received them. I put them on, and then there are little plastic adjusters towards the ends, but not entirely on the ends of the straps that allow you to adjust how short or long you want your strap to be. I did have to do some adjusting of mine to make them a little shorter. They came a little long on me, so I shortened mine all up a bit. The wrist straps for the BookSense and Stream 2 cases were already on them. You can take those off and move them over to the other side if you would like to, and I'm going to discuss the fasteners and everything in a second as I discuss each case individually. They were already on there, and there is no wrist strap, as you may imagine, with the Braille Note Touch. It, it strictly comes with a shoulder strap. The material for the straps, while we're on the subject of straps, is very high quality. These aren't going to rip, tear, fray very easily at all. I mean, you would have to be really rough on these cases, which I don't recommend because they are nice leather cases. <laughs> so I encourage you to treat them as such. So with that being said, I guess I will go on and discuss each case individually and its individual merits. Just so you know, this, like any other review that we do here, is an unsolicited review. These are just my thoughts and opinions upon receiving my cases. Al, who is the proprietor of Executive Products, is not a former or current sponsor of the Miss Texas podcast. So these are just my thoughts and reviews. And even if he was a sponsor, I would give you guys my honest thoughts on this. This is just how we roll around here. You know, I'm going to be honest about my thoughts here and just let you know my personal experiences with the cases in the 24 hours or so that I've been using them so far. So I'm going to talk about each case for you a little bit, and then I'm going to give you some basic things to note about all the cases in general. So we're going to start with the BookSense. This BookSense case will hold the BookSense Standard and also the BookSense XT. Actually, I said I was going to discuss uh, things about all cases in a minute, but I, I need to tell you something before we get started here with individual 
case descriptions. That is that all my devices are currently in their cases. That was one of the reasons that podcasting last night was not so good idea. Because what you were going to notice if you are new to executive product cases is that they are very form-fitted. When they say they are form-fitted cases, they are not kidding. These are tight, snug fits. It takes some serious effort to get your devices into their cases. This is not a case that you're going to purchase, put your device in it, and take it out every evening when you get home. If you're looking for a case like that, this is not your case. <laughs> this is a case in which you will put your product and it will live 95% or more in there for the rest of its life because that's just the type of cases these are. They are very form-fitted, so it definitely takes a few minutes of, <laughs> of sliding in and moving about to get your snug, snug fit working here. That's just something to note. You are going to be spending a little bit of time getting your devices fitted properly into their cases. And with the BookSense, the way that you will do this is there is a snap on the back of the BookSense case. You will unsnap the snap, and you can hear the sound of that snap. And what you will do is you will take the bottom of your BookSense, you will face it, with the keys facing you, and you will slide the bottom end in from the top of this case. So the snap is on the top of this case, and you will slide your book sense in from that direction. So the bottom will slide into the top and down. So I encourage you to hold this in your hand vertically and slide it in. And it may take <laughs> a little bit of effort to do that and you heard what that snap sounds like, you won't be undoing this snap very often, I don't think, generally speaking. I just snapped mine back. You can hear that it's very high quality and the fact that it snaps very, very snugly into place. One comment button. One comment that I wanted to make, too, is yes. that when you are sliding your BookSense or probably any device in, I know this happened with my Trekker Breeze when I got my executive products case for that, is that you can accidentally either turn it on or you can accidentally flip the lock switch so if you put it in the case and it didn't turn on or whatever you know the device itself check the lock switch if your device has one because you may have inadvertently locked it without realizing it so that's a tip for people to know when they're putting these devices into these cases yeah and because they are so tightly fitted that's a very good thing to note you probably will accidentally turn stuff on as you were putting it into the case, don't be too alarmed. <laughs> it is going to happen. I turned every one of my devices on at least twice last night <laughs> as I was getting them into their cases. <laughs> so don't be too alarmed by that. It probably is going to happen. Like I said, generally, this is a one-time thing. You're going to take it in, and you're generally going to leave it in. So don't worry about that. Once you get it in and snug and fitted properly, you're ready to go. So now I'm going to kind of give you the layout of this case. On the right-hand side of the case, and this is if you were holding it with, there's a zipper compartment on the case. With a zipper compartment facing you, your case will open from right to left. On the bottom of the case, and I'm holding it in my hand vertically with the zipper compartment facing me, you'll find the two ports for your charging port and where you would insert a thumb drive or plug your book sense into the computer. So those ports are located down there, and you can access those ports easily with the BookSense closed, with the case closed. The case will open from right to left, and as you can hear, it is Velcro. 
that covers up the face of the book sense. Now, one of the things that I said in the review that I just wrote for this product on Executive Products earlier today is that I really would love to have seen a magnetic closure for this case. However, the way this case is laid out, I really don't think it's possible. You would have had to have an itty bitty magnetic strip for the right hand center of the case as you're moving up and down because you need to be able to get to your mode record and lock switch controls. So you kind of can't have a big fat magnetic strip going through there in order to be able to find those and get to those easily. So you can see those easily on the left hand side. So you're closer now to the open lid, if you will, or open top of your case. You're easily able to see where your SD card goes in, which is toward the bottom of the case, your volume down, volume up, and your mode buttons. And I misspoke on the right-hand side. So from top to bottom, you have power record and lock switch. It's been a long day, guys. Up at the top, where the snap is, on either side of the snap is where your microphone and headphone jacks will reside. And your snap, one way you're going to know that your snap is correct is that it kind of goes over. There's a little slot in the material, in the leather material that moves up the snap. That's where the lanyard hook for your book sense will live in that little slot. Now, here's the one little critique I have of this case. If you want a headphone and an external microphone plugged in at the same time, I think you're probably going to have to unsnap the snap. So that's just something to note. Because of the way this strap is that snaps, I don't think you're going to be able to get both an external mic and a set of headphones connected to this without unsnapping that snap. As usual, please be careful as you're plugging things in, especially in these cases, <laughs> because with the cases on and all the supportive hardware, it could be a little less easy to judge what you're doing. So be gentle. <laughs> As I learned last night while playing with my book sense, please be gentle. They're in cases now, so things are going to feel a little bit differently as you're plugging things in. While I was saying I'm not crazy about the fact that it's Velcro, I would have rather seen a magnet. I really don't think it could have been done any differently here. And the Velcro is very sturdy. Another thing is that the Velcro strap, where the Velcro sticks to the actual Velcro on the right-hand side of the case... This Velcro strap on the left-hand side is double-sided. So you can actually take the Velcro and bend it backwards, and it'll land on the Velcro on the right-hand side of the case. So you've essentially bent your lid backwards, and you can leave the face open without having to worry about the lid obstructing your ability to play or check time. Right, and the lid, when you have it in that position, basically the back of the lid or the top of the lid is facing the belt clip on the back. So that allows you to, you know, be able to access all the keys on the front face with no problems whatsoever. I wanted to talk a second about the zipper compartment. So you can obviously fit like an SD card, maybe a couple of SD cards in here, but listen to this. It's very smooth. You can easily open it and reach inside. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably fit two SD cards in there without a problem. Two full-sized SD cards. So that should not be a problem. So it gives you room. And the bell clip on the back, Chris just mentioned, I hadn't mentioned that yet. It's very sturdy, as you can hear me kind of flicking it there. 
and allows you to obviously clip it to your belt or a pocket or something as you carry it around. Another thing I wanted to mention is the fasteners on this that fasten the wrist strap and the shoulder strap are made of a metal construction. And I'm just kind of flicking one of those. You essentially pull it open and then you can take your straps off or put them on as you would like. The wrist strap is on the right-hand side of this case, or at least it came that way on mine, but you can move it to the left-hand side if you wish. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to put it wherever you are most comfortable with it. So you can easily take that off, move it, leave it off, whatever you want. Any other questions about this case? Nope. Alrighty then. We're going to set this one aside, and we're going to move on to the stream case. So I must admit, this is probably my favorite of the cases. And it's probably just because I use my stream so much and I really love my stream. I'm quite attached to my stream. It's not just because we did the tutorial on it. I really love this case. I just think it's a really nice place for my stream, and it's probably just because my stream has lived in that little silicone thing that they come with for a year and a half now, almost. It was ready for a real honest case, and so this is definitely it. One of my very favorite things is to expose the face of your stream. There are three little magnets, and you open them up, and ta-da! There is the face of your stream. You pull the lid up or the top of the case up. So from the bottom of your case, you pull it up in order to access the face of your stream. And then once it's open, you're able to access the micro USB port at the bottom. And even if it is closed, and I'm going to close mine again, you can hear that snap. That's the magnets kicking in. You'll be able to access the power and volume buttons on the left-hand side of your case and the record button and microphone jack on the right-hand side of your case. Now, the headphone jack, just the way mine is sitting right now, I definitely suggest opening it. It's going to be easier to get to the headphone jack. And again, as your case becomes a little more supple, <laughs> that may not be so much the case. But for mine, I definitely want to open it in order to get to the jack. And again, as with the BookSense case, you can fold your lid or your top back and it'll hit the magnets and you essentially fold it backwards and now it's facing the belt clip as well. And yes, this case also has a belt clip. Another thing to note really quick is the side that faces the keys on your devices is very soft. It's very nice. So you know that your faces of your devices are going to be well protected there. Again, as with the BookSense case, you're going to find a snap. The snap's on the bottom of the case, and you will put it in top first. So you will put the side, the shorter side with the SD card in first through the snap, and then you will work your way up. So you'll be moving upward with your stream as you are putting it into this case. And I will just unsnap this to show you. Again, really high quality. I'm going to snap it back. So you can hear what that sounds like. Chris, explain to them the orientation of this if you actually put it on your belt, because it's a little different. I was actually just going to do that. If you have this stream in its case, the play, pause, the rewind, fast forward buttons are closest to you. Basically, unlike the book sense where the top is closest to your, you know, pointing the sky and the bottom is pointing towards the ground, the stream is actually oriented the opposite way, meaning the bottom is pointing towards the sky and the top is facing the ground. And quite 
frankly, it logically makes more sense because if you think about it, what are you going to be doing with it when it's on your hip? You're going to be controlling it. So instead of having to figure out, oh, one, two, three is now opposite of seven, eight, nine, and blah, 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 it's the same way you would be holding, if you were holding it in front of you, playing it in a normal playing position, then it's the same on your hip. It's in that normal playing position. Yeah, so essentially it's facing upside down. Yes. Unlike the book sense, which is facing right side up. And, yeah, and the book. <laughs> but, it, but it does make sense. Yeah. It, kind of make, it might make more sense to you if you actually have it and are using it this way. It may sound a little crazy, but it really does make much more sense this way <laughs> if you're doing this. I do want to close it for you and show you these magnets. You can hear that nice snap of the magnets. Once again, really nice shoulder strap and wrist strap, which again is on the right-hand side. You can move it to whichever side you want. And really nice metal constructed hooks that you can open and close to remove or put on these straps as you would like. Anything else before we move on to our final case? Nope. Alrighty then. Let's talk about this Frail Note Touch case. This is obviously a larger case, and it is obviously a more expensive case <laughs> for an expensive unit. This is something that I've been wanting for a while, so I am very happy to finally have a case for my Braille Note Touch. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, this obviously does not come with a wrist strap. You don't want a wrist strap for a two-pound Braille Note Touch. Rather than having metal hooks as the BookSense cases and Stream 2 cases do, this case has plastic hooks that you use to take the shoulder strap on and off. And essentially, you'll just press down on the hook, and then you're able to unhook it from the case. And if I snick put one back on here i think you'll be able to hear this it just snaps in and then you can move it around as need be uh, again you've got little plastic pieces on the case as with the other two that allow you to shorten or lengthen your shoulder strap as needed for you the first thing that is very appealing about this case is that on the front of it there is a very large compartment that takes up almost the entire front face of the leather case and all these cases are made of leather. The leather for the touch case is supposedly a newer, softer leather. I think it is still a type of Napa leather, but it does feel even softer than the other two cases. On the front of this case, you're going to find a nice zipper compartment. As with the Stream and BookSense, it's a really well-constructed zipper. I really hate buying a purse. Some of you may have had this experience. And you find that the zipper begins to stick. I hate that. When you spend a lot of money on a purse and you find that your zipper is beginning to give you trouble, there's nothing worse than that for those of us who are needing to open our purses all day. <laughs> so you're not going to have that problem with this case. So you've got this really nice compartment. You can put some SD cards and maybe your charging cable. I don't know if you could necessarily fit your wall charger in here without causing a really big bump, but you can certainly try it. Um, I mean, it would certainly fit in here, but if you zip it, you're probably going to have a really huge bump <laughs> on well, the front of your you could, you could probably get one of those wall chargers that prongs fold in, and, and I bet you it would fit in there. Yeah, yeah, and this one would too. I mean, it would fit, but it's just going to be a bumpy, a bumpy, lumpy thing, especially if you need to uh, turn this front face over, uh -huh. as you can do with the other cases. Right. You're just going to have a lumpy back, and it's going to be hard to type which is why I might discourage you from actually putting that part in there. But you can certainly do it. 
It's totally up to you. So it's really nice. I'm just going to show you the zipper again. It's really nice. And you can hear that. This case opens from front to back. Unlike the other two, you're going to hold this case horizontally because obviously you have a, <laughs> a note taker inside and you're going to read from left to right because it has a braille display on it. It has three nice magnets and the magnetic strip is even soft. It's padded. So the magnetic strip that connects to the front magnets on the case is padded inside. And the top, when you open it for the part that goes over the front face is so luxurious. It really is. It's soft. It's padded. If I were a little bitty shrinking person <laughs> and shrank down, I would sleep on it. Like totally. It's just so soft and so smushy and feels so very nice. So a couple things I want to note about the case as it stands right now, and there may be some changes ultimately made to it. I'm not saying that because I know it. I'm saying it because it's possible. However, I can't make that guarantee either. So I just want to tell you how mine is laid out. Once you open the case up, you're easily able to find where the USB port is on the back, the SD card slot, HDMI port, and the port that would connect to a keyboard you were using one, which at this point you're not, because obviously you have it in this case. <laughs> There's a strap that goes over the top back face, so that top back bezel. And if you move that up just slightly with your fingers, pull it toward the front of the case just a smidge with your fingers, then you're able to feel the two markers on the back that mark where your touch's visual display boundaries are. The display on the front you can easily get to as well. And there are ports that allow you on the front of the case to note where your context menu, home, and back keys are located. There are also ports that allow you to note where the thumb keys live. And I'm just pressing thumb keys. You may be able to hear that. So you're able to press everything quite nicely. On the right-hand side of the case, there is a little strip between where your external microphone and headphone jacks are. I'm not sure. I don't think I've tried having a, an external mic and a headphone in here at the same time. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. I think it might work a little better than on the book sense, but I haven't tried it yet. It might work fine. And then you can easily access the actions button because it is in a more open location on the case. So there's nothing obstructing your view to reach that. And obviously you can access the entire display where you will be using touch braille in this case with ease. Now let's talk a second about how the left hand side of this case is currently laid out. As you move from back to front, the first thing you're going to see is your micro USB port. You can definitely get your micro USB in there without a problem, but again, please note, be careful because it's going to feel a little different as you put it in there than it would if it were outside of its case. I've been using mine for months outside of a case. So I'm used to just plopping it in and it just going in. It's going to feel a little different as you begin using it with the case. So please be careful. As you move down from there, you're going to feel a little strap on the case. And remember, mine's not even been in its case for 24 hours. I had a lot of trouble getting this part oriented. My little strap right here that you feel as you move down from where the micro USB port is was pressing on the power button. And right above that, of course, is the LED light. So you can feel that on the upper side of where the strap lives. So now my strap is still kind of touching one edge of my power 
Loki. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I almost wish it weren't. But at the same time, if it weren't, it would be obstructing this LED light. So I think it might have to be. Um, I'm not sure that can be changed. As you move down, you have your volume up button. Here's a little thing. As you move down from there, you should be able to place your hand on the volume down button. As this case is at this moment, the volume down key is not visible. It is under where the volume up key is, but you can't actually reach it. It's inside. It's covered up with the leather of the case. However, it still works. So you are able to press it. If you can find your volume up, you can orient yourself, move down just a smidge, and you'll be able to find your volume down key. You can't tell where the volume up key ends and the volume down key begins, but you know your volume down key is underneath the leather, at least as this is currently. And this is something that I've already mentioned to Al. You also have, if you don't want to use those volume buttons, you also have the key soft commands for Absolutely. raising and lowering your volume. Yes, and there are two volume controls. There's one for your notification and one for your overall media volume. You've got different ways of doing it, and you can definitely do those with Keysoft commands if you rather. But I do want to stress that the volume down key and volume up key both work. You can press them. It isn't a problem. I also wanted to mention, too, you cannot have your Braille note in the smart case. No way. So if you want your Braille note to be in this case, you are going to be using touch Braille all of the time. Exclusively, yes. You're, you cannot fit that Braille note in that case in the Braille note while it's in its smart case. So you have to remove that. And this is, as Al warned me, I actually spoke to him on the phone the day that I placed my order. He called me and uh, we had a nice conversation, a brief conversation. He was warning me that it is a very, very tight fit and he is not kidding now one thing to note about leather is and all these cases are made of leather and any place that i haven't said leather they're leather <laughs> generally speaking except for the insides of the pockets those aren't leather but they are very tight fits this one in particular but leather grows more supple the longer this case is on your product the more supple your leather is going to be. Leather is one of those things that the more you touch it, the more you play with it, the softer it is going to be. So I'm thinking that there are a couple places with this case, the alignment feels a little off to me. Some of that might be because the case is so new. For instance, my right panning key, the edge of the right panning key has a little strap on it that is supposed to go between the right panning key and the next thumb key. Um, not real crazy about that. Seems to me like that little strap should be over a little more to the right than where it is. And I'm hoping that over time I'm going to be able to like smoosh this around a little more and make that fit a little better. I can still certainly use that left handing key. You hear me pressing it now? And so it does work. I would like that fit or that alignment to be just a little bit different right there because it makes me a little nervous, as does that little strap pressing on the power button slightly. And certainly the covered volume down button but in terms of the feel of the case the quality of the case all these are extraordinarily high quality cases and as i mentioned the top inner face or the top inner lid of this brown touch case is luxe absolute luxe i'm very impressed with it i don't certainly want to drop my brown touch on its face but i would feel much more comfortable if god forbid that happened now than i would have if it had not been in a case because there's no doubt it would have shattered then at least it has a prayer with all this luxurious fluffy puffy padding that it would have in this case 
Again, really nice, high-quality shoulder strap that you can adjust. And I'm going to close the front of the case down over the display and show you that sound. And when you put this in, <laughs> there, you're going to find two snaps on the bottom back of the case. And you're going to know you're in the right place to find the snaps because you're going to fill three holes. Two are for the LED flashes for your camera, and one is for the camera itself, the smaller one in the middle. And if you move outward on that back bottom side of the case from where the LED holes are, you're going to feel the two snaps. So what you're going to do is unsnap these two snaps, open your case, and you're going to put this in with the display moving in first from the back of the case. Now, Chris gave me a really good idea, and I'm really glad I listened to him last night because he gave me a, an idea that was easier than me trying to hold this thing horizontally and put the Braille display in from the back to front. Rather, he encouraged me to open it up with the lid or the face open facing to my right and then holding the Braille note. I held it in my right hand because I'm right-handed. So I held the case vertically in my left hand, held the touch in my right hand and my power and volume keys facing toward the sky and the screen facing me. So facing in towards my body. And then the case was in my left hand, the touch was in my right, and I moved it in from back to front that way vertically rather than doing it horizontally. And that actually does work better, at least for me. It was easier to do. And please, no one ever asked me to take this out of the case. <laughs> I don't want to. No thing. So I just wanted to make a couple of comments before I talk about my cases. Well, actually, one comment. And that is, don't be discouraged about the plastic connectors for the shoulder strap. Over the years, I've had lots of these cases from having Braille Note M Power, Braille Note Classic, um, Braille Sense, and all that. There was a Braille Note Classic case? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. I wish someone would have told me that 15 years ago. Cool. <laughs> and it was for GPS, really. Oh, okay. um, But you could use it for other things. Having been places with these devices slung over my shoulder, I never had one of these things crack. I've never lost, you know, I've never had it disconnect, any of that stuff. So the connectors were really, really good for the terrain that I was using them in. And, you know, and I I would take the, these things over my shoulder and spend hours just roaming around outside with them. So... Yeah, and it makes, it makes them so much more comfortable. The straps, they're not padded straps, but they're comfortable. I mean, they're not something that you're going to feel like rubbing your shoulder raw. I mean, if it was against your bare skin, yeah, maybe. But generally speaking, I think you're going to be fine. One other thing I wanted to mention really quickly about the stream case is when you open the zipper, you can probably fit, again, as with the BookSense, probably two SD cards in here without a problem. And... Both with the book sense and especially with the stream case, there's like a little stretchy piece of what appears to be like a nylon-ish material that allows these little compartments even more stretch. So that's really nice. Again, these are leather, so definitely take care of them as such. Try not to go spilling your drink on them. <laughs> but they will probably just wipe clean with a damp, wet cloth. I would, I would not use any chemicals on these if you do happen to spill something on them. Definitely treat them with care. They are not cheap <laughs> in and of themselves and they are quality so definitely treat them with care as you are utilizing them and they will last you for years and years and years of very happy usage i can essentially guarantee you just based on the experiences i've had with mine so please please go on <laughs> so now it's my turn it's your turn it's my turn 
I have a BrailleSense case. And on the right side of the BrailleSense case, you have a slot for your SD card. And if you move your finger down, you find a little like um, kind of like bridge that that um, that separates the SD card from the microphone jack and the earphone jack. And it's actually covered by a little flap that flips up. You just kind of flip it down and there that side is exposed. On the left hand side, it's the same thing. Your earphone or your power supply jack and your USB port are covered by a little flap. There's no wrist strap for it. The shoulder strap has got the little plastic connectors. It also has magnets so you can flip the, the top open. And on the inside of the case, they have a little ID slot. So you can actually slide your ID oh, that's cute. In, the, in the slot. That way, if you're traveling, say you're traveling with your Braille, Braille Sense and you're using it for GPS or what have you, and you're going to the airport, you can actually just flip it down, say, there's my ID, flip it back up, there you go. That's very cool. Yeah. On the outside of the case, you have a zipper. And in there, you can tuck little goodies. I actually have <laughs> a receipt. I have no idea what it's for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had chocolate or something in there. <laughs> no, I have a receipt. It may, may have been for chocolate. Who knows? Um, but you can put SD cards in there. You definitely can't put a power charger in there, but you could put SD cards. You could put a piece of paper in there as well. The BrailleSense isn't exactly a very big device, and this is the BrailleSense on hand. On the back you have the snaps that Kim was talking about for her Braille note. And that's the same thing. You would snap them and unsnap them to pull your, your device um, out. There is a, Which we don't recommend you doing very often. Yeah, I mean, if you know, it's you're just going to wear them out. Yeah. Um, on the back, if the case is closed, you have a hole that I'm not quite sure what it's there for. I know it, it um, matches up with the reset button but I don't know why I would reset my Braille Sense if it was closed. I would always open it up, and that way you can get to the reset button much better, but that hole is there for the reset button. Again, maybe so that it doesn't accidentally press on it when you're closing it. That's the only reason I would see having that there. My next case is the case for the Trekker Breeze. And... It kind of reminds me of the case for the stream as having a stream case as well for the next generation. It does not have a wrist strap. However, it has Velcro instead of magnets. So to close the front cover, it's got a Velcro. So, and then it's closed. When the case is closed, on the right side, you have a zipper and you can put a couple of SD cards in there. It also has this like stretchy material that I love that. I just think it's clever. Yeah, it is. On the left side of the case, you have uh, an opening for your volume knob for the breeze. Then you have that kind of like bridge thing, that separation thing. You know, it's it's the leather. And then Moving down further, you have the slot for the SD card for the breeze that you can you can get to, and it's covered by a rubber 
rubber material. That's part of the breeze, that's not part of the case. On the right side, you have space for the on-off switch, and then you have the space for the reset button, and then on the bottom, also, you have another kind of like bridge. I like to call them bridges because they're kind of bridging the back yeah, of the front, I like that. front of the case. You also have the spot for the charger, which you can just peel it open. And this is, again, on the breeze itself that covers the, the charging port to keep dust and dirt out of it, especially when you're using it as a GPS product, which is what it is. On the front, you have this another bridge it's kind of a smooth bridge that connects the one side of the case to the other side of the case and that all your buttons are completely exposed your microphone is exposed your speaker is exposed and it's just a really nice case it does not have a wrist strap of course but it also is like the stream case where when you put it on your belt, the bottom of the breeze is facing the sky and the top of the breeze is facing the ground. The breeze does not have any any wrist straps. It just has a strap and it's connected by the plastic rings or little things that you can press in and uh, slide it off the ring. And um, there you have it. So that's the breeze case, the braille sense case, the braille note touch case, book sense and stream cases so that's quite a bit of cases that's quite a bit of cases so we're not going to go into stream one which i no longer have anyway or my brilliant first gen case which is sitting in my office currently so yeah. but you, you've gotten a description of many of these cases they're very high quality you can go on the site you can write reviews you can navigate the site you can place orders on the site or you can contact al directly to place orders should you wish to order that way there are cases for all kinds of things. The newest two cases to the line are the Braille Note Touch and the B2G from NDP. Those are the newest things, but you could even get cane holders. <laughs> I mean, so there's a lot of stuff you can check out. Freedom Scientific, or what was Freedom Scientific, <laughs> Humanware, Hems. There's, I think, even one for the NLS player, if I'm not mistaken. So you can find all sorts of cases on there so if you have an assistive tech product and you're interested in taking a peep at a really high quality case to give it a nice home in definitely check it out executive products inc inc.com do you have dreams of getting fit and healthy only to have them shattered blind alive is here to help we offer competitively priced, eyes-free workouts with complete descriptions designed for you, whatever your level of health or fitness. You can download or purchase CDs, and if you have any trouble, support is just a click or call away. Check us out today at www.blindalive.com. And if you like what you find, be sure to tell your friends. Don't just live, be alive. Really, really quickly, we just wanted to touch on some tips for navigating Windows. And these are tips that probably people don't know. How many of us have pressed 
Alt-Tab until the cows come home because we have 15, 20, 30 windows open. That would be me every day. Yes. So you do Alt-Tab, 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 <laughs> Alt-Tab, and then you miss your window. You do Alt-Shift-Tab. And that's right. <laughs> exactly. So a couple of things to note. You can press Windows-Tab, and this will bring you into the task switcher. And you can just use your left and right arrow keys up and down arrow keys. It kind of puts them in a grid. And that will allow you to just arrow through to the application that you want and press enter and then you'll switch to it. And so, some things call it task view, but it's the same it's the same concept there and it really allows you to easily navigate. And it's not just internet windows. You know, if you have you know, Windows open in IE and Firefox and Chrome and your inbox and maybe Outlook, you have another inbox open and Goldwave and Notepad, whatever. You can access all those windows in this grid. Yes. So you just do a Windows tab and you're there. And then you can left, right, up and down and press enter on the one that you want. If you do a Windows T for the taskbar, you can use first letter navigation. So if you know that you're running Mozilla Firefox, for example, you can do a Windows T to bring you to your taskbar. And then you get M for Mozilla Firefox or another M for Mozilla Thunderbird or Inbox, as it's probably going to show up. For yeah, that. I actually pressed I to get to Inbox today yes, to yes. make that work. Yes. I know for me, for Outlook, Outlook 2016, it's Outlook 2016 until I open it. Uh -huh. And then it's uh, the Inbox. But one neat thing that I kind of like about the anniversary edition of Windows 10 is it will tell you how many windows or processes are open so for example that's going to scare me what's going to scare you <laughs> seeing how many windows i have open it will be scary <laughs> <laughs> it'll say outlook one window it'll say Help. yes yeah well mine will yours you guys is probably won't <laughs> oh mine probably will too well yeah <laughs> But one, another, another quick navigation thing to note about the taskbar, you can pin and unpin items to your taskbar. So just because something is sitting on your taskbar doesn't mean that it's open. But you can press the Windows key plus 1 through 0. That will either launch or activate the first 10 items in your taskbar. So once you have your taskbar arranged the way that you want, if you know that the third item on your taskbar is pinned and it's always going to be Google Chrome, for example, you can press Windows 3. If Google Chrome is not open, it will open it. If it is open, it will switch to it. And maybe one of these days on a podcast, we'll do a quick discussion of pinning and unpinning from your taskbar. <laughs> and that's been a thing since, I believe, Windows Vista, to pin something to your taskbar, mm -hmm. to unpin something from your taskbar, and your start menu and things like that. I remember in the old days where you had to know the, the path of where the file was located in order to add it to the start menu. It's just like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yikes. Another thing to note, if you want to access the items in your system tray or notification area, as it's now referred to, you can do a Windows B, and that will move you to your system tray. And then you can up and down arrow and find the item in your system tray that you want to interact with and, you know, work with it from there. I love that. I use that almost every day. Mm -hmm. And one thing you might discover about that 
is if you have more stuff than it is actually showing on your system tray when you hit Windows B to get to it or your notification area, you'll see something generally called notification chevron. If you press enter on that, you will automatically be able to see everything else that's in your tray. So that's another good tip to note while you're in there. And if you're not seeing, for instance, I think the other day, I'm, I'm getting a, a relatively new computer set up to my liking currently, and it's a maddening process. But I wasn't able to find Dropbox. And I was like, where's my Dropbox? So hit notification Chevron, and Dropbox showed up. <laughs> so that can be a useful tip. There is a way to show all items in the taskbar, but that's beyond the scope of this little discussion. Yeah, in the system tray or just on the taskbar? It's called the ta it's in that taskbar option. Oh, it's in that. It's okay. In, yeah. That's cool. And I think the final thing I wanted to talk about is Windows D. Yes. Windows D will always, always take you to the desktop. So if you're in an application and you want to move to the desktop, you can do a Windows D. Windows M, a lot of people do use. Windows M will minimize applications and it may or may not take you to the desktop the first time. So you may have to do it a number of times. Windows M maybe one or two times, but Windows D should always take you to the desktop. And if by chance you hit Windows D by mistake and you're on your desktop and you haven't hit any other keys, you can hit Windows D again and it will take you back into the last application that you were in. So that can be handy to note as well. So if you were in Word typing a document and instead of doing a Shift D, you hit a Windows D and you all of a sudden hear yourself at the desktop, as long as you don't open something else you can arrow through your desktop yeah you can arrow through the desktop that's not a problem right and then you can say oh i'm at my desktop i must have hit windows d so i can just hit windows d and it takes me back into my document yeah very handy little tip uh -huh. and that is the end of the little tips we hope you found the little tips to be helpful and hope uh, I, I know for me 20 some years of using alt tab i don't know i'm probably still going to end up using alt tab but i know we're going to have to be reminding each other during the course of the day hey have you used Windows Tab today? <laughs> exactly, because I, I really do. <laughs> really obnoxious. I really do like that. It's yeah, I like it too. I'm I'm glad that little tip is available now because it it will make things a lot easier if people like you and I can remember to use it. Right. <laughs> Mystic Access prides itself on bringing you both free and paid information that will support, empower, and inspire you in your life and work. We gladly and gratefully accept your donations in any amount to keep our mission going. Your donations assist us in paying for site hosting and maintenance, upgrading our recording studios, and purchasing the assistive technology which we share with you in our podcasts, tutorials, and trainings. If you aren't able to donate to us financially, but you would still like to help, we would appreciate you spreading the word about our offerings to your friends, colleagues, and anyone else whom you feel may benefit from knowing about our work. However you are willing to support us, please know that we appreciate it very much. Financial donations may be made to us via PayPal at info at mysticaccess.com or you may call us to donate via phone or to learn about additional ways to donate. Call 716-543-3323. Thank you for your support. Now we just wanted to talk a little bit about calling businesses and leaving messages or not leaving messages and things like that. Yeah, just some basic phone etiquette to remind people of that will help businesses, including ours, to do our jobs smoothly and to get back to you guys in as easily and quickly and efficiently a manner as possible. So when you call, please leave a message. 
please, because it can be very distracting when you get a phone call and then you're in the middle of something or trying to help someone else or working with a client or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Your phone is ringing in the background or you're in the middle of typing an important document or email and your phone is ringing in the background. And then that person who just called you did not leave you a message. We have a practice and some businesses do this, some don't. We don't call people back who don't leave us messages generally unless we know that was a customer who just called us. <laughs> and some people we know, you know, we see their names and we say, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll probably give them a ring back. But generally, if we don't know you, we're not going to call you back if you don't leave us a message. And that's not us being mean. That's us not knowing what you wanted or if it was a wrong number. So please leave a message when you do call. When you leave your message... Please don't say something to the effect of, hi, I have a question, please call me. It would be really helpful to us in order to get back to you in a timely manner and to speak with you in a way that is useful for you to just go ahead and leave us your question on the voicemail. That way, when we call you back, we'll have an answer ready for you. It'll save you from having to ask us when you're actually speaking to us. It's not that we don't enjoy talking to you. It's that we want to be able to work with you efficiently. When you call us and you have a question about either a product we offer or ordering over the phone or whatever, please let us know that briefly in your message so that we can do it. And another quick thing about leaving messages, please leave us your number because <laughs> uh, Chris had this experience. Yes, uh, the consumer calls and says, call me back, but doesn't leave his name or doesn't leave his number. So if you call the number, it might not be the number the consumer or the customer wanted you to call. And you don't know who you're asking for. Please leave your name, number, and a message. Pretty standard etiquette. We appreciate it if you can help us out that way. Another tip. Not only do we ask that you please leave messages, don't call over and over and over incessantly, please. If you leave us a message the first time, we promise we will get back to you as quickly as we possibly can. That may not be as quickly as you would like us to, and we apologize for that, but it's just the way things go. For instance, with us, there are two of us answering the phones, and we're running around doing all sorts of stuff. Like right now, I am in a recording frenzy. Most of you know or many of you know who have been customers of ours is when Kim is in a recording frenzy, she's probably not answering phone because my my head and my mind and I'm generally doing lots of other things <laughs> because I'm in the midst of recording a tutorial for you guys. So I generally turn phones off and don't answer them. And usually my outgoing message will reflect that if I'm not actually answering the phone that day. So... Definitely follow the instructions in any outgoing message that I have because I'll tell you how to get in touch with Chris or I'll tell you how to more easily get in touch with me. Another thing that could be helpful is if you call and you leave a message, you may wish to leave your email address. That's a way that generally one of us can contact you a little more quickly at times if you leave us your email address. For instance, if you call us at 4.55 p.m. Eastern Time, generally speaking, if you call us at 4.55 and we miss your call, it'll be the next business day before you'll receive a call from us. When you call us, please A, keep that in mind, and B, if you want a faster response, please leave your email address in your message. Speak clearly, slowly, and uh, leave us your email address in your message, or email us, and we're easy. It's Kim at MysticAccess.com and Chris at MysticAccess.com, or info at MysticAccess.com will reach both of us. So, that's another easy-peasy way to get in touch with us more quickly often than we can answer your phone. So if you want to get in touch with us the most quickly, email us. We can definitely uh, get in touch with you more quickly that way and outside of business hours and on weekends. Also, one thing to note, if you do email or if you leave an email with your question, sometimes I find this too easier 
to email the person back because you may have an answer for them that might be a link somewhere. Exactly. Sometimes it is much easier to answer via email than it is to answer via phone, especially when there are resources being requested or information being requested that we can send you actual direct links to. So that can be very helpful as well. So these are just some things to keep in mind. We're speaking specifically for us, but these are really good rules of thumb with any business. These days, the email rule often works well with a lot of businesses. You're going to get a more fast response if you send someone an email versus a phone call. You know, I know some people are kind of averse to sending email. They would rather talk to a human being and we love talking to you. So, you know, if you want to call, feel free, but just know that we can probably answer you sometimes a little more quickly if you'll send us an email. And again, I want to stress and try and stress this every time that we have a conversation about MA and uh, using the phone. Phone orders are welcome. Don't be discouraged if you're having trouble either finding something on the site or placing an order. What have you? Call us. We'll do it for you. Exactly. Well, thank you for listening to this long drawn out episode <laughs> but hopefully very informative <laughs> absolutely of the mystic access podcast i hope everybody has a wonderful evening morning night wherever you are bye. wherever you may be in the world bye guys thank you the preceding podcast is a presentation of mystic access where the magic is in learning to contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.